0: Hey everyone, this is Mary Christopher, and this is our Sunday Meditation Podcast. Today is July the 10th, and I am in another of my favorite parks in Gwinnett County in Georgia. And this is the one with the stream. So I'm sitting under a tree very lovely tree, oak tree, in the shade, nice breeze, very nice breeze. It's cloudy today so the sun's going in and out of the clouds. It's a little warm but it's really not uncomfortable. I've got butterflies. There have been some bees on the clover and the creek is running um, I'm sitting across from a whole area of trees that are a lot of them are covered almost entirely with kudzu and if you don't know what kudzu is it is not an indigenous uh, vine it's from Vietnam and during the era of the Vietnam War somebody decided that bringing kudzu to the US and planting it on farms for cows to eat would be a good thing however kudzu grows at some unbelievable rate Um, and cows, the cows would not eat it once it got going, you know, on the land, because snakes like to hide in it, so the kudzu would just sort of take over, like, entire areas, and you can't stop it by cutting it, even close to the ground, can't even stop it by digging up what you can see of the roots because the roots grow at an outrageous amount as well and so the you can have a i've just i've been told this about the roots okay i i know about how fast it grows above ground but i've had people tell me that it grows underground very quickly and if you have a a six foot vine, you could easily have, you know, a five to six foot root. And from where I'm sitting, I'm looking at some trees that have, they're really tall trees, and there's, there are vines that are going up 20, 25 feet. And it's summertime, right? So we've had rain so the kudzu is just going to take off and the bank of the creek across from me is covered covered literally I mean there are a few ferns poking through but it's covered in kudzu so um, whoever thought that bringing kudzu to the US was a good idea it probably wasn't Anyway, it's very lush and very green and tropical looking, so, uh, and it produces oxygen. So I've got lots and lots of fresh air with fresh, very fresh oxygen. And I have a little ladybug on my arm. This is the second ladybug that has arrived. So maybe she'll hang out. I'm gonna try to get a picture with my phone Um, maybe she'll hang out and do our meditation with us how about that so this could be the ladybug meditation right I love ladybugs I I think they're wonderful so this week in class we started working on gratitude and grace or grace and gratitude Um, We're going to spend July focused on gratitude and grace, just upping our capacity for gratitude and being aware of how being grateful actually can generate grace, or it can bring more grace through our lives, or it can help us to be more graceful in the way that we live, so that's a good thing. So it's lovely today, it's really lovely. And there are people in the park, it's not crowded. Probably some people are not here because they think it might be too warm. It's in the 80s, but it's comfortable. And I don't mind heat, so. Um so we're doing fine. And now I have another ladybug on my foot. Okay. So these are like I'm getting a getting ladybug blessings. And usually in my experience, ladybugs don't land on you or on me unless I'm uh somewhat peaceful or in harmony with my surroundings I've found this to be true Um, so I I always take it as a blessing and an acknowledgement when I have ladybugs So today, (laughs) I have two ladybugs, one on my right arm and one on my left foot on the arch, and the one just landed on my foot as I was talking about, or bringing up the thing of uh, grace in relation to being grateful. So needless to say I'm very grateful to be sitting under this lovely tree today. I'm very grateful to have my ladybug friends with me. I'm very grateful for the breeze. And I have water and iced coffee and a green drink. So I'm I'm well fortified here, and this is the kind of state of mind or (laughs) being that allows us to really savor and appreciate what we have. And, of course, this is, in most traditions, this is the pathway or the practice that brings us more and more and more into the present. It is almost impossible in my experience to think ourselves or will ourselves into a state of gratitude or a state of calm in in the present we can't make ourselves be present but we can easily with a little just a little practice we can easily bring ourselves into the present by being grateful, especially by being grateful for what we have, for who we are, for the um, amazing blessings that are in our life so I've mentioned before that I'm always grateful for my breath and the reason the main reason is because I have something that's referred to as reactive airways And there was a point in my life when I was exposed to chemicals. It was where I was working uh, in a print shop. And they had a, like it was a copy shop. It was a large, large one. And they were, there was a, one of those one hour photo machines. And it was second hand they bought it second hand this was a new store they bought it second hand and the seals on the the connector seals where the chemicals ran were old and they leaked and so these fumes were permeating the building and getting caught up into the air system and getting recirculated and then i think every few weeks or every month they had to like take the thing apart and put new chemicals in and clean it and things like that and so even more chemicals would get poured into the atmosphere of the building and people kept getting sick like respiratory things and and I I'm pretty healthy or was pretty healthy then for sure and I I wasn't getting sick I didn't always feel real good when I'd go home but I wasn't getting sick like with flu symptoms or respiratory symptoms or something like that but a lot of people would get sick and then come back to work and then get sick again and then come and then stay home and come back to work and then they'd end up quitting. And it was, we all figured out later that it was the effect or the result of these chemicals in the air. But over time, the um, exposure to those chemicals got to my lungs in a big way. And I'd started having asthma-like attacks when I would try to walk into the building and long story short, I went through any number of doctors, um, one of whom decided I was faking it, right, which I knew I wasn't. And then I went to the uh, the toxicity center at the University of New Mexico. I was working in Santa Fe, and I went down to the University of New Mexico, and this young doctor walked in the room and asked me to describe my symptoms. And then he asked me where I worked. And I told him where I worked. And he said, I know exactly what the problem is. And this was like within five or ten minutes. Um, and he said, you have reactive airways. He said, reactive airways, you can get it two ways. One is from uh, a, an exposure, a sudden large exposure like you're somewhere and and something toxic explodes and you just you get a big dose of it or he said you can be exposed to small amounts over time and that's what's happened to you and you have reactive airways and you're going to have to live with it the rest of your life and you're going to have to be on steroids and carry a uh, inhaler with you at all times I mean, he just was, you know, just... On the one hand, I was scared. And on the other hand, um, I was relieved to have some idea what it was. and, And he said, this may shorten your life. But you have to be very, very careful about where you go and what you do. Because you could have a major attack and it could kill you. So I was like, okay, right? So... Obviously I wasn't working at the copy place anymore and I was having to deal with this and you know, friends had to help me like I couldn't I couldn't go into places like Lowe's, right? I couldn't go down the detergent aisle in a grocery store. Um, I had to be so careful about being outside and you know not being around smoke or campfires or right. So um, over time, it's gotten much better. It's dormant. I'm still very careful. I always carry an inhaler with me. Um, I have a nebulizer, which I haven't used much, but I, ha- I there are times when I need it. So I am so grateful. <laughs> I am so grateful. Then I'm off steroids. I've been off steroids for some time. I'm so grateful to be able to take a deep breath and not trigger an asthma-like attack or start coughing, right? Which used to happen a lot. I'm so grateful (sighs) to be able to take deep breaths and have lots of fresh oxygen coming into my system, right? So, we all have things like that, maybe not quite that dramatic, but we all have things like that that we can be grateful for. And even, even if some parts of our systems aren't working perfectly, if we're on the planet, something's still working. And I know there are people who are dealing with cancer or heart problems or uh, asthma, I mean, any number of things. And it can keep us in a state of panic. Because it it's pushing us toward the unknown in the sense that we just don't know how long we'll be here. Which which is understandable. It's very understandable. And one way to calm that kind of panic is to be in the present. Because basically that's all we've got. Is right right now. Right here and now, right? So the more that we're in the present, the more we're shaping the next moment in a very healthy, very creative way. And that's not always easy. But we can do it. And the reason we can do it is because we're human beings and we are capable of making choices. We're capable... Of focusing. And focusing is just putting your attention where you want it. And letting it rest there. Which I know is easier said than done. Right? I know this. Been there. Right? Yeah, okay. So. As soon as we find something grateful something we can be grateful for that is more or less inherent. And I'm not I'm not saying you can't be grateful for your car or your truck or your new motorcycle or your new bicycle or your skates or um, your new headphones or, you know, any of our toys. That's That's great. But what gives us resilience and what gives us um, some confidence in ourselves is to be grateful for what we have that's inherent, that we often take for granted. So here's a here's a good example, okay? Um, if you have your shoes and socks off, as I do, just reach down and find your little toe. Okay? And give your little toe a nice massage because we take our little toe often very for granted and the reason I'm talking about our little toe is that it's one of one of the main functions of our little toe is to help us maintain balance as we're walking or running or skating or whatever we do where we're using, you know, where we're on our feet, like with Qigong, Tai Chi, Aikido, dancing, right? That little toe helps us keep our balance. And there are so many other things, like the, the tiny hairs on our arms, and, and our neck are responding to the breeze, or they're responding to the, the shift in the air moving around us. And every tiny hair is connected to a nerve cell. So that, that information is getting input. It's going directly into our brain that's telling us something about the weather, something about our environment. So we could be extremely grateful for all those little hairs that we have all over our body. Right? Very important. Okay, how about this then? How about our eardrums? So our eardrums have a very specific function which is to pick up all the frequencies around us and that gets translated into our brain and that's hearing right but the eardrums and other areas of our ear do something that's very important and it registers air pressure and we know this from going up and down in airplanes right that it changes the pressure our our awareness of pressure in our ears why is this important? because when there's a storm coming and we're not aware of it one of the ways that our body can tell us that a storm is coming or that there's some major shift in air pressure which is indicative of a storm our ears pick it up, and they, that information goes directly to our brain. So how do I know this? Well, I know this because I grew up in Oklahoma in an area that had a lot of tornadoes. I mean, all of Oklahoma, Kansas, and a lot of Texas, and Nebraska, you know, have have tornadoes. So I grew up with tornadoes, not ones that are the size we have now. These were like little baby tornadoes compared to what we have now i grew up with that and i learned over time that if there was a sudden shift in air pressure that registered on my ears that i needed to pay attention to the weather especially if we were out on the farm because it would mean you know you need to get if it was if it felt like a tornado or the radio said there was a tornado, um, you needed to get to shelter. And if you couldn't get to shelter, then you needed to find a ditch, the nearest ditch in the field, and lie down and keep your head down. You know, if because if, in Oklahoma, you can oftentimes see cloud formations and you can see tornadoes hopping across the countryside. Um, I never had to get in a ditch, but... That was one of the things my dad talked to me about almost every year was what to do if you're out on the highway or out on the farm um and a tornado comes along get and and the only you know get out of the car or the truck and get in the nearest ditch and keep your head down and cover it right okay, so that's. That's uh, our lesson in dealing with tornadoes. But that's how I learned that. That's how I learned that my ears would tell me about tornadoes. And a lot of our capacity to experience what's going on around us has to do with how much we're actually in the present and I know people including myself where I've been able to avoid auto accidents because I was present because I was just very present and very aware and not doing a lot of thinking okay so you get the drift you all know what I'm talking about so this, this month we're working on Grace and Gratitude or Gratitude and Grace and the result will be that we'll be more present and we'll be more graceful in our own lives because we will be overflowing with gratitude for all the blessings that we have, especially those that we take for granted. Okay, so let's, let's do our meditation, and we're just going to work on being, being here, being here. So, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope it's, safe and you're happy and healthy. If you've been sitting for a while, just stand up and stretch. If you're able to be outside, if you're comfortable outside with maybe some grass and flowers and trees, great. If you're not able to be outside or you're, it's not comfortable to be outside today, then again, use your incredible imagination and see or feel yourself somewhere in nature, in creation, where you're comfortable. And when you find yourself all comfortable, then be aware of your breath. Just very gently. Follow your breath. Follow it down into your solar plexus. Maybe you can think think of your solar plexus as that Area of your tummy, and there's a balloon. You have a balloon, and it's filling. That balloon is filling, and your tummy is expanding as you breathe in. And as you breathe out, following your breath from your solar plexus, your lungs all the way out. Be aware of your breath, very gently moving out into the space all around you. And now as you breathe in, breathing in fresh, fresh oxygen, All the way down into your solar plexus. Feel your tummy expanding. Feel yourself as you breathe in. Becoming more centered. As you breathe out. Following your breath up from your solar plexus, up in the bottom of your lungs, past your heart, through your throat, out through your nose or your mouth, out into the space all around you, allow yourself to relax. When you're feeling centered and relaxed and you're comfortable with your breath, let your attention, let your awareness just flow in and out with your breath. Just feeling your breath as it moves into your body, in through your lungs. And then up and out. Feel the spaciousness of your lungs. Feel the resilience of your heart. Let your awareness ride in the movement of your breath. Now, as you breathe in, following your breath down into your solar plexus, be aware of how calm you are and how centered. As you breathe out, following your breath just like you can feel the breeze follow your breath all the way out to the space around you be aware of how relaxed you are And even if your lungs aren't perfect, be grateful, be aware how resilient lungs are. Be aware of the space within our lungs. Be aware of the rhythm and the power of your heart. These are things we all take for granted. And they are a blessing to us, what allows us to be here. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. I hope that was a really helpful and useful meditation. Have a wonderful week. We have a full moon on the 13th on Wednesday. So take care. Drink lots of water if you're someplace where it's warm. Thank you for listening and for all the good, good things you do in the world. And remember to breathe.